It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Now, last time we caught up with CRO, conversion rate optimization, expert Johan van Tonda, who's the author of e-commerce website optimization, where actually we both came to the decision that CRO and conversion rate optimization is not something we should focus on at all anyway. We should focus on something else. But if you want to more about that, you're going to need to have a listen. But don't listen now because we've got a great episode coming up. But also, when this one's over, because you've got to listen to this one first, do come and join in at the chat in our Facebook group, the E-Commerce Master Plan World Facebook group. You will find it by searching for it on Facebook, strangely enough, or by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. But let's get on with today's show. I want to introduce you to a very, very special guest today because Rob Boyle has been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. And he is the author of the review that sits right at the top of the ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast page on the website, which hopefully several of you have, have read and led to you being here in the first place. So it's very cool to finally get him on the show almost two and a quarter years since since he actually started listening. Now, let me tell you a bit about Rob. Rob is the head of marketing at Home Spares. It's a B2B and B2C, so selling to businesses and to consumers, e-commerce retailer, supplying spare parts, accessories and consumables for in and around the home. That's everything from washing machines to power washers. They carry over 13,000 items in stock, which can be supplied within 24 hours, many of which are their own brand ranges. The business was founded in 1962 and they now ship around 300 products a day with turnover at the £6 million mark. Hello, Rob. Hello, Chloe. Nice to be here. (laughs) It's great to have you here. I've just given the listeners a super quick overview of you and Home Spares. Um, How did you personally get started off in e-commerce? Well, I got started, um, it was back in uh, 2007, which doesn't seem that long time ago, but it was about 10 years ago, yeah, of course. flies. <laughs> it soon flies. Um, I was working for a packaging company, uh, which had just a one-page website talking about where, uh, how they are and how to get in touch with them. But we had a product at the time, which was um, an insulated box made from cardboard and, and polystyrene. So it was very easy to sort of um, ship. It was very easy to store. And once you'd finished with you know, shipping it to the customer, they could dispose of it very easily because it's mainly made of cardboard. That's the point where I thought we need to get this out to everyone in the UK because mm-hmm. it's a great product. Um, and that's my journey to uh, to e-commerce. I, I found a platform and started there and started selling these uh, these really good insulated boxes and I've not looked back since. Well, so you you went from a single product site to a site se- selling over 13,000 items. No, <laughs> that was several companies ago. I've moved companies since then. That would be very nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, that's, that's quite quite a serious change because it's um it's a very different discipline selling one or two SKUs to selling thirteen thousand SKUs. There's a lot of different skill sets in there, aren't there? Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, the the one advantage of just having one. Or- or two SKUs is is the fact you can absolutely concentrate very much on on the listing listings, 
the keywords, everything to get it absolutely perfect mm. with the images and really market just that one, that one sort of niche product. And it was a very niche product and it had to sort of niche customer. We could absolutely laser focus on them. Having a, a warehouse full of 13,000 parts and all different, you know, washing machine spares or fridge spares, it, it's, it's, it's a type of customer, but there's very different needs, very different customers. So, yeah, it, it, is, a, it is a challenge at the minute, I must say. Okay, well, let's, um, before we dive more deeply into the business, let's just clear up the key details about it. So you're in the UK. Are you selling just to UK or are you selling overseas as well? We mainly focus on UK. We we would like to really go into Europe. That's kind of one of our focus. Um, but it's it's a bit of a shipping constraint at the minute. We use um, a UK courier uh, DPD, and their rates are you know quite uh, prohibitive for us to mm-hmm. really ship into uh, uh, Europe in any sort of volume. So yes, it's something we need to look at our radar. It's UK based at the moment. Okay, cool. And the the product we mentioned a bit there, but it, it's literally parts rather than full-on products if that makes sense absolutely we don't you you can (laughs) i'm sure you can explain that better than i just did no we don't sell the the finish well until i started that i didn't even realize you could buy all the spare parts i mean uh if you have an oven and your oven element uh breaks a lot of the times and i've done this myself i've actually gone out and bought a new oven not realizing but you could buy all the parts, the, the gaskets that go around the outside, the control knobs, that the handles for the door, the the bulbs inside, of course, the racks, you can get new racks, um, the elements. So virtually every part of an oven, washing machine, dishwasher, if you break it down to its key components, we, we would actually sell them. Um, some of them are a bit more um, engineer type ones, obviously, but there's a lot of things you can do just at home uh, when you might actually get an engineering, when you can just actually go out and buy the part and uh, change it yourself. Because your target market is both the, the consumer and the business user, isn't it? So the, the the electrician you call around to fix it, or the plumber, as well as the person at home who's going, oh my God, I've broken the washing machine door again. Yeah, absolutely. So we would sell to sort of shops that would sell these parts, but uh, the engineers that come around to your house to repair them, they would buy their parts from ourselves. Um, so it's when you buy the part, it's the same part the engineer's buying, but obviously the engineer adds their um, adds their percentage onto the uh, to the job and the part, you know, for uh, replacing that. So you know, if you if you can do it yourself and it's a part you can change, it's it's definitely worth looking into. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll come back into that kind of B two C B two C world, but I'm sure a bit later on. Um, what platform are you selling on? So um, the B two B is a bespoke platform. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been created, and that, that's um, been created since I've been there. We've sort of changed that. But the main, the retail one, which is the one we're sort of pushing, is uh, based on the Shopify. We use Shopify for uh, for that. Oh wow! So you got thirteen thousand SKUs running on Shopify. No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nearly, we've got. Uh, we'd like to put the thirteen thousand on. There's some which um, we don't like to sell to retail if it's sort of electrical components where you probably need a certificate to actually fit them. Mm-hmm. So we, we we have to be a little bit careful of what we sell. We don't want anyone sort of hurting themselves. Yeah. But uh, we use um, Channel Advisor to. Um, control our inventory so i think we have about six thousand in the retail so we're about half of the the ones we can ship out actually on our retail website well so that so the reason why you haven't got all of them on the the shopify site is simply because of business reasons not shopify reasons just to... yeah it's business reasons and also we when i started a, a couple of years ago um 
the images we had for a lot of the products um, weren't very good. So it didn't give the detail. It, they were photographed on um, sort of either cardboard or like carpets and you couldn't really see the detail. So we've had to sort of like over the last year re-photograph every single thing in the warehouse oh with, with three three really nice images, which is obviously it helps with eBay as well because they want the good images. So that's been a, a big task to us. So again, that's... Um, you know, also being involved because we don't really want with a new website sort of really bad images. So we mm -hmm. want the best images on there. So as our catalog of images um, increases, so the amount of products we can sell, you know, through Shopify will oh, increase. Cool. And um, you said there that you've got Channel Advisor managing the stock. So is that kind of your stock management for the whole business? And then you're feeding information from Channel Advisor out to everything else? Is that right? Um, no. Um, we have... <laughs> <laughs> we have a warehouse system, mm -hmm. uh, which is a slightly older one, which we, everything has to bolt onto, which is not always ideal, but sometimes you just got to run with these things with companies. Yeah. And that controls the uh, B2B side. Uh, that then has an API link, so it, it then pushes all the inventory into Channel Advisor. And from there, we can um, change the listings depending whether it's going to Amazon or eBay or Shopify or any other marketplaces we have. Uh, and we can load in our new images into there. So in terms of retail, Channel Advisor controls everything. But in terms of the whole company, there is another system that's kind of the master system. So when actual goods come in and that, that controls the whole inventory for, for the whole of the company. Okay, got you. So Channel Advisor is where you create the merchandising information and where the stock gets fed in from the warehouse and that powers the retail side of the business, the B2C side of the business. That's absolutely correct, yeah. Okay, right. and so you're <laughs> sending that off to your Shopify site and then what mm -hmm. marketplaces are you are you with? Uh, we, um, we've got onto, recently onto uh, Frugo. Frugo. Mm -hmm. um, on buys one we've just started talks with um it's, it's a new uk um marketplace i've only just sort of heard of uh, recently but got yeah, contacted by on buy hmm. um yeah so uh, we do that uh, we obviously uh, we have uh, wayfair we uh, as, as you know drop yeah, ship through wayfair yeah yeah so Wayfair is a really good one. So, uh, you know, obviously we have um, Amazon, of course, like everyone else, and eBay. Um, but <clears throat> using these sort of platforms, and we're trying to get into – there's quite a few others, but um, we just feel while we have uh, Channel Advisor there and it can actually put out the inventory out to these um, – um, places like Mano Mano we're on as well. They're, they're, they're doing quite well for us. So what Mano, it can do that – Mano Mano? Mano yes. Really? You know, as in M-A-N-O, M-A-N-O? Yes, it fits in quite wow. well. It seems to be, um, yeah, like a, a, well, we sell a lot of, because we sell vacuum cleaners and, and lots of sort of repair items. Mm. They, they sell them through there. It's a French company, but it's uh, also based uh, in the UK uh, wow. in terms of uh, yeah, a marketplace. So, yeah, these are all found through Channel Advisor because Channel Advisor is very good at uh, um, you know, um, integrating with, in with everything. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great platform for that. So Rob, I know uh, uh, obviously the, the B2B is a big push for the business. And I like I like the fact that you're going after every B2C customer, not only those who will come to your own site. Was that a decision from the start that you just go and tr put the product in front of the customer? So it's, you know, it's, it's about turnover and volume rather than necessarily 100% profit maximization as it would be if you were trying to get everyone to come to the Homespares site. I mean, 
obviously the ideal is to get everyone to your website because you don't have the sort of listing fees and commission fees that which can get up to about 15 percent or so with with um amazon mm-hmm. ebay and, and some of the other platforms so that would be the ideal but um we we just felt it's, it's an area we needed to grow and we need to sort of get out there and get our products out there and just having a one platform and trying to just get traffic there would be quite a slow sort of journey for us. Um, so yeah, it was a decision taken that we would try and get out to wherever we could. And then it, it, a little bit of seeing, seeing which worked and which didn't in, in, in a way, and yeah. there was no, no sort of harm. I mean, if you're paying for Google AdWords um, to get people to your site to buy things, um, you know, that can be 10% of the price of the actual item you're selling. So to go to 15 it's not such a hardship so yeah and it's a little bit more reliable as well isn't it in some ways you're not having to do the marketing yourself it just land the orders just land the orders just land yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware everybody that ebay amazon and marketplace is not quite that simple but uh, <laughs> uh, so with all that marketplace activity going on and with the the retail side of things going on actually no i don't want to ask that question i want to ask a question about um, you have your own brands, so I presume that that's kind of a, a real help on the marketplaces because they're products they can only they can only find on marketplaces from you. You're the only seller of them. Um, that's where we've decided as a company to try and go back to. Um, we have we have a couple of brands. One we bought, which is called Unifit, which is universal fittings for for parts, um, and the other one's just our home spares brand. So. You could actually buy, um, if you're buying a new oven element, for instance, for um, a hot point oven, you could buy a genuine hot point um, oven element, or you could buy, we also sell, it's what's called a non-genuine part. So it's usually made in the same factory, not always, but it's to the exact same specification, but at a much reduced price because it's not got the genuine stamp on and therefore, yeah. you know, the, the the loading of the prices they do. So. That's under our home sales, but we do we do sell that to um, other retailers who who sell those on Amazon and eBay. So, in some respects, we are kind of um, battling against ourselves in a way. But you know, if they're buying them from us, it's kind of one of those situations we could sell it exclusively, or we can allow other people and their marketing skills to sell the products for us uh, as long as they're buying them from us. So. Again, that's that's a decision we're sort of looking at and whether we should bring it back in-house and just have exclusivity for our own brands with ourselves. I know it's something which a lot of um, manufacturers and B2B businesses struggle with when they go into that B2C arena. So, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, are all, our whole, all the people we wholesale to, are they going to get annoyed with us because we're also selling or do we restrict them from being on Amazon and eBay so it has to be via us? And, and it's a difficult one. It sounds like you've got quite the enlightened approach to it which is I think is very good because I see a lot of businesses kind of hamstrung themselves you know completely do you know do themselves over by saying right we are launching next week as of next week none of you can sell sell our products online which you know is such a such a difficult way to go so I I would say I think you Mm. know the, the way you've taken it seems to be the enlightened approach certainly for the as you're starting off and as you're learning how these things work. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know we try to support our our, um, the, our wholesalers or any tailors. So we would say, you know, if you buy these products from us, and if you are selling on these platforms, we will never undercut you. So we'll always, you know, either price match you or be a little bit more expensive than you. So 
they're not fighting against us, which gives them that sort of confidence to to buy from us as well. So yeah, it's it's trying. It's a bit bit of give and take on both parts. But mm. in the same way, we we're saying to them, you know, don't trash the market, don't trash the price. You know, let's have a good price, and everyone can sort of gain from there. So yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Um, right. We've gone. We've gone quite in an interesting direction there. But I want to bring us back to try and <laughs> cover off the key bits and pieces. Now you're on Shopify. Are there any particular widgets or plugins you're using? Uh, my favourite one recently is um, Clavio, and it's oh, one that I love. Clavio. Everyone says Clavio, but I picked it up from your your podcast. I was listening to someone who was using that, and uh, I was on the way to work when I heard it, and I immediately went to work and install the app and i've not looked back on that one so wow, that quickly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like to just uh, just go for it yeah it, it inspires me to just uh, to drive you know to get on with things you know today i recorded a um a hot topic video session for uh my get more customer club members all about picking and uh identifying and researching and shortlisting your potential new email marketing supplier and you've just completely done the opposite of everything I recommend in that video. <laughs> that example. But sometimes, but I do make the point in that video that if the time is right and it's the right time to change before you've started building all the campaigns and the sequences, that's the time to make the move and to, to go for it if it's going to give you that much uplift. So um, so how long have you been using Clavio? Um, for, I think from the beginning of this year, I think. Um, oh. it, uh, it's only, a, only a few months. And are you, you maximising it with all the lots of sequences and things? Well, probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done more than just send a newsletter? Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, I mean, well, you're good uh, then. Well, it, it helps. Uh, the email system I had before um, would in, link into um, Shopify, so it was very difficult to start, when you start mm. looking at segmentation and such like that. But, yeah, and it runs all the uh, abandoned baskets, uh, the welcome sequence uh, and um, the emails from there. So, yeah, it, it's working well. I know there's so much more we can do with it, but like everything else, it's, it's on the list. Oh, isn't it all? Um, okay, and then your team. What are you doing in-house? What have you decided to outsource? So um, in-house, uh, as I mentioned earlier about the images, we got uh, a, a lady to our photographer who's actually um, just done a degree in photography and going on to do a master's in photography, but wanted a job while she was studying. So that helped us a lot. So mm. we bought a new sort of 360-degree rotational um, photo booth and a really nice camera. So uh, I've got someone doing those. I've got uh, – we had an apprentice who's just qualified now, who's now my marketing assistant. Cool. Um, yeah, and we have uh, a couple of other members who deal with the eBay and Amazon. So it's a small team. I mean, um, we all work really well together and it works It works well for us. Excellent. And do you outsource any elements of the, of the marketing? We, yes, we outsource um, all the graphic designing. So if we're doing any shots, I'd come up with a concept of what we wanted and the products, and then we'd send it to the graphic designer and they would um, – deal with that but in terms of other marketing and google ads and shopping everything's done in-house uh, we do that ourselves i kind of like to keep control and a watch over that um i know we, can, we go to an agency they can run away with your money quite quickly on these things so yeah <laughs> i think it, it's it's when especially at the moment where you're balancing so many platforms where essentially, you know, optimizing your Amazon listings and your Amazon ads is very similar to optimizing your Google ads or your Facebook ads. It makes sense to keep that dynamic activity going on within the business. 
whilst you're still finding the sweet spots and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I, I can see why you're keeping that in-house. Um, now, you just mentioned the images again then, which I thought is really interesting, the fact you've you've really gone for it on a project to bring those images up to standard. So how did you can, you... can you For anyone out there who's going, oh, my God, yeah, my images are awful, or I'm still using the manufacturer images, have you got a couple of tips for them as you're quite a long way through this product, project for making the project manageable? I suppose, would be the number one thing. Um, because of the amount of products we have, we were looking at, we started doing categories. So we, for instance, washing machine gaskets, we could have like three, 300 different gaskets to fit different washing machines. The gaskets, um, when you open the, uh, the actual door of the washing machine, the actual rubber seal you'd see there. Um, so we just started working down through categories. So we'd know that the titles and descriptions and all the images for that category, e.g. washing machine, gaskets, <laughs> would be complete, and then we'd move on to the next one. Otherwise, it'd end up a little bit of a scattergun approach if we just mm-hmm. said, right, any product that hasn't got a really good image, we'll redo. So we just thought we'd work, we'd work through in actual categories and we can tick them off and say that that's done. I suppose that works quite nice with the customer journey as well, isn't it? Because it's not... There probably are a few people out there, but I would have thought it's unlikely that someone's coming to the website looking for both a washing machine door and a a cooker filament. You know, you would you'd think they're coming in for the washing machine stuff. So so when the washing machine experience gets upgraded, they're only going to see that upgraded experience rather than if they're dashing around between categories. Absolutely. And we kind of thought if if half the washing machine parts were done and the other half, you know, weren't done when they actually looked at the... um, the, the page of all the, the different items on having bad images on there kind of diff, diff, uh, deflects from the actual really good images we're doing. So, yeah, we thought as well just to make it start making the sections and the categories start looking, you know, really nice uh, as we flow through the website. Yeah, I, I do think you know you've hit on what I would say is the number one thing when you're doing something like that, which is don't try and do it all on day one. Break it down into those manageable chunks. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's, it's, too often I see people go, oh, we're thinking of listing on eBay. Um, I want to list everything tomorrow. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please do it stage by stage. Um, okay, so um, my next question then. You're now selling as a business B2B online um, to wholesaler, wholesale to people who are retailing the products, to those ele- electricians and plumbers, and also to the consumer market. Are you finding big differences in how they like to buy and how you have to treat those customers or or is it very much, you know, 80% of what we do is the same for all of them? Um, we found, uh, I, 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 you know, we looked at this and um, on the actual B2B side, the engineers and the shop owners who are buying through the B2B website would just want very sort of uh, matter-of-fact descriptions that actually they knew what it was they just want to see that's the part and it fits this machine uh, and that's the model number when you get on to uh, the retail you have to really we felt we had to really sort of fluff it up a bit and sort of explain more about um you know the parts and what they fit and sort of give that reassurance that they are buying the right product uh, which you know as i say the engineers wouldn't particularly need that they would sort of know that so there, yeah, there's a, there was a big jump between how the descriptions are on one platform against another. Again, with with thirteen thousand um, uh, SKUs, it did take a bit. Of, <laughs> it is well, it's ongoing. It's taking a bit of time to to rework them because everything that goes into our channel advisor is just the um, the ones directly from 
the setup, uh, which is the B2B site. So they, they come in and then they'll immediately have just the kind of engineer's sort of title description. So we've got to go into each one and sort of fluff them up, if you will. <laughs> that f- fluff, fluff them up a bit. Um, yeah. So, uh, Rob, I've asked you quite a few questions about the business, business but um, what do you think is the most awesome thing about home spares at the moment? I think what we're looking at, we're, tr- we're trying to be a little bit different to all our competition. And because it's been a family-run business since 1962 and the owners are still in charge, uh, we're kind of looking two ways. We want to go a little bit back to basics and start, you know, really talking about the history and heritage mm-hmm. of the company and, you know, how it was set up. And, and, you know, we're a very sort of ethical company and, and all the things we do and the great customer service we have. Um, and also within that, sort of take a step back and look at the customer and, and think you know you can get lost in this sometimes but what do they actually want what do, what are they looking for how can we help them because sometimes when you're building these sites you, you sort of build them to what you believe is the correct thing and and it's not always um really good for the customer you know you can forget oh, so actually true. certainly we, you, we kind of look at our avatar and think well that's a person uh that lady will live there or, or guy he's this age he's got this machine um he wants to find a part to fit it what would he look for and how would he want to navigate through your website and how can we help him on that journey and give him the reassurance that he's buying the right part so it is quite fun to sort of step back a bit from everything and have have another look uh, which is sometimes can get overlooked <laughs> if you like awesome advice and uh yes i could couldn't agree more every now and then you do have to take that step back and go right let's put us let's actually talk to the customers and find out what they want Okay, I think I'm gonna before we go into the top tips round, I'm gonna ask you one more quick question, which is you've as a business made that move into the B2C space, so selling direct from being in the B2B space. Is there one kind of tip or piece of advice you've got for any business out there who's purely selling B2B at the moment, but who wants to try and grab some of that extra margin in the in the B2C space? I would um, definitely just see what the competition is doing on there um, because it's, it's almost like not reinventing the wheel. I, I would go to, um, if you know one of your competitors, go to a website like SimilarWeb um, and put their um, URL in. If you go right to the bottom of there, it would show you uh, similar websites to the one you've had. So kind of looking, I would start off the journey of looking at the other websites and has it worked for them? What they're doing? What's their, their sort of traffic? Have they made it work really? Because if if you can't see anyone else in the space that has made it work or is doing well in there, then then maybe it's, it's not it's it's not going to work for you, and you could perhaps save some time on there. That's a that's a great tip. Um, similarweb.com for everyone is a free resource where you can put in any website URL and it'll give you an idea of their traffic, where their traffic's coming from, the size of the site, and various other stats. So it's super useful for competitor analysis. Awesome tip. Thank you very much for that one, Rob. It's now time for the top tips round. Right, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Rob, first up, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Gosh, it's always difficult thinking of this. Um, I actually can slightly went away from uh, a traditional business book because it's a book I always seem to come back to. Um, oh, cool. It's called uh, "Excuse Me, Your Life Is Waiting" by Lynn Grabhorn, and it, it's it's mainly about taking the focus of of not actually the nuts and bolts how to do something, but the sort of 
believing and sort of visualizing and, and sort of seeing where you want to be, which relate to in your business and kind of having that sort of journey, that more kind of like spiritual, if you like, journey into what you actually want to achieve rather than just um, a book of like, do this, do that and do the other. Because I think sometimes we can, we can get so caught up in the actual day to day of it, we actually stop to stop visualizing of where we want things to be and, and how we can sort of get there so i really love that book and i, I read it quite a lot oh excellent you have to check that one out myself and i like how it fits into your stepping back to see what the customers actually want a little bit as well there um, <laughs> the traffic top tip then which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves well, the one we, we'd love to use, and we um, is you, YouTube videos. I think it's going it's something we need to do, and it's going to work so well for us. And that would be sort of how to repair things, and actually showing that. I think with YouTube being the second biggest search engine after Google, and and that the searches appear within the Google um, SERPs. I think having sort of for us certainly like how to videos and getting starting getting videos is is something uh, I think would be really really powerful and. Uh, Definitely a tip to myself, even. <laughs> a nice reminder. <laughs> a nice reminder that that's something I need to do, yes. Yeah, and, and of course, in the case of your business, it's going to be great for customer service as well, isn't it? Here's how to use this product. Here's how easy it is. Buy it, buy it, buy it type stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, on the product, yeah. Here's the product, here's how, how to fix it, and here's the actual product to, to buy to when, you know, to fix it, yeah. Excellent. Okay, the tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I absolutely love um, the Google Analytics app for my iPhone. I think it's 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 an amazing app. It has something on called Analytics Intelligence, which is almost like someone's um, checking out all your stats and then giving you tips and advice on, on what's going wrong and what things to look out for within your store. Obviously, Google Analytics on the desktop is great, but there's so much information. But it kind of condenses it down and shows you the really important things that you need to be looking at. So that would be my absolute tip on uh on an app that helps us. Oh, quality tip. And then the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? I would 100% say if you've just got um, a new website, definitely start collecting. I know you say this in your book, collecting emails, start building your email list. Um, you can't believe how how many times people visit your site and if you're not getting anything from them it's just a waste it's a waste of resource getting them there so um you know 100 percent. and also if i can just say another tip as well mm-hmm. go for it here. um i would definitely say to anyone learn learn how to understand um what's happening with your store don't just farm it off to some agencies to do because it's so important to understand what's actually happening i think it's very easy to just set up a store hand it over to an agency and go off and do something else and not really understand why things are happening because you you might see something that you know is obviously wrong and somebody else hasn't picked up on it so be in charge of your own store know what's happening and um start collecting emails excellent advice well Masterplan World you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast where you'll see a link to this show Rob before we say goodbye would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and Homespares on the web and social media so our uh, URL is um, homespares.co.uk um, that's our main uh, retail website and on Facebook and Twitter if you just look up at Homespares 
we'll be there. Nice and simple. Well, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Rob, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's great to have a long time listener here with me. And, uh, and thanks for being so generous sharing your experience. I'm sure it will be prove hugely useful to all those listening. Thank you very much, Chloe. Yeah, I can't believe I'm actually on your podcast. It's amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, great to catch up with Rob there. And um, nice to have a dive into the world of B2B, which we I don't think we do often enough on the show. I must get more B2B guests on. And some great tips there for any of you manufacturers listening who are thinking of going into the consumer space. It's a tricky one. I've worked with a few of you over the years and I know that whole the relationship with the wholesale customers versus the consumer customers can be a real challenge so um, I hope you've all enjoyed that one okay so I also have some exciting news to let you all know about over the summer I've been creating the e-commerce master plan virtual summit yes the e-commerce master plan virtual summit is the only week-long virtual summit in e-commerce it exists to help e-commerce business owners and marketers identify new growth strategies without the time or logistical commitment of a physical event so yes you don't have to travel to it you can do it all from your desk Uh, now 2017 is gonna be the first time we ever do this and it's already a packed agenda i've got over 20 awesome speakers bringing you their top tips on how to grow this year The whole thing is available for free. Yes, you won't have to pay a penny. If you want to be able to um, consume this content in a couple of weeks, all you need to do is go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. And there you can find out all about it and sign up so you'll have access to all the great content as it goes live. Now, the whole thing is already recorded, so I know just how great this content is, and I promise you're going to find it a valuable resource for growing your business and educating your team. So head on over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit and sign up so you'll have access to all the great video content as it goes live. Now, have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.